Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Hey everybody, I'm Becky. And I'm Laura. And welcome back to Grounds for Discussion. It has been a whole month, so we have missed you guys. And I have kind of missed you, Laura. <laughs> I know. Well, I always miss you. I know, but, but I just feel but like... But I feel like we've been busy. Yes. And, you know, the podcast yeah. brings us together. I feel It like. really does. So This is how we stay in touch, really, yes. which is why you guys get to hear all the boring details exactly. about things that have nothing to do with the book. Exactly. So... So, yeah. Welcome back, I mean, we Laura. do talk other than, <laughs> yes. I mean, we, we do talk other than just uh, yes. on the podcast, but yeah. not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah. That's why I enjoy so. these talks with you. Well, and they're, they are my favorite talks with you because it's over books. I so, know. Of course, I know. You know. So, we are talking about um, Gone with the Wind uh, yes. today, and I... After I finished the book, I was, like, so excited to talk about it because I feel like there's a lot that we could discuss. And it's quite a lengthy book, you know. So there's even things that, like, I don't think the author necessarily intended for people to talk about or wouldn't have been controversial. Now it's like, ooh, we got to talk about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm interested, you know, to hear your your views on it but of course coffee what did you make uh so I went back to an old thing that I had tried and do you remember the Delgona coffee uh is that the whipped one yes yes so I was like you know I think I want to do some Delgona today but I kind of want to try something different yeah. so I added some like cocoa powder and I took the sugar down a little Ooh. bit and um and it's so it's like got some, you know, chocolate notes to it, you yeah. know? And then I put, on the bottom, I put coconut milk. Oh, so, okay. So, like, coconut, chocolate, you know. Mm, yummy. Uh, you could almost, you could do almond, too. Yeah. Kind of a, you know, do almond you like joy it? situation. Is it good? Yeah, it's not bad. I added, I don't know if I'd do it again, but I added just a little bit of whipping cream mm. um, after I had whipped up the coffee part, mm-hmm. only because it wasn't whipping up that much, mm. and I wasn't really sure why. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but it's not whipping up much, so I'm just going to add a little bit of cream. And I don't know if I'd do that again, because it does ta- kind of change the yeah. like the, the texture. texture a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'd like it better without it in there, but I just couldn't get it to whip up fast enough, yeah. and I was like, oh, i got to hurry. Aww. It's done. <laughs> so... <laughs> Of course I'm. (laughs) Oh, you did. You did. Um, I'm late as usual. Um, but yeah, no, I like it, but I I don't know if I'd put in that whipped cream again, but I do like it because it's, you know, it's chocolate and coconut. Yeah. See, the thing that I have an issue with, with that whipped coffee is the instant coffee. I cannot find an instant coffee that I like that tastes good to me. That's fair. That's fair. The coffee part of it, I'm not going to lie, it's subpar because it's instant coffee. But I can get over it because it's whipped up and it's like kind of all goes together in a way that I'm okay with. But I don't disagree. Like the the instant coffee is not going to be as good as real coffee. It just doesn't. Yeah. Have you tried the, um, I just thought of this, Starbucks has an instant coffee that I used to take like on trips overseas and stuff. I wonder if that would be any good. I have not tried that only because it's so expensive. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know why. I guess because probably yeah because they come in those little packets. They do. 
Yeah. And like all the recipes would just have a measurement. So yeah. I assumed I'd have to use a bunch of packets. And I was like, that's going to be really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Although, so maybe much, that's why. How much do you put in your recipe? How much instant coffee? Um, A lot of the recipes call for equal parts of coffee, water, and sugar. Okay. So, so I did like two tablespoons of each, except for the sugar this time I brought it down just a little bit just to see if I would be okay, okay with less because I'd rather have less if mm-hmm. I can. Um, so I did two teaspoons okay. of sugar. I wonder if how many packets it would take then like how many is in one packet? i don't know and it might not it might be fine it might do enough for you know one might do a whole whole I serving or you could do maybe a little less spoon in one in a packet yeah. i'd have to look online and see how much is actually in a packet yeah because I, if i have to use like three packets i mean forget it i'm not gonna but but as a special I guess you could always just too, make like if it was like for a special occasion or something like me coming yeah, maybe true you know True. <laughs> like maybe I don't know when you come to see like me next maybe week. Maybe next week. Something like that. Maybe possibly try it. Perhaps. I don't know. I think that would probably I don't know. be exactly I don't know. what we need to do. Exactly <laughs> what we need to do. Maybe. I might. They um, might just show up at your house with me. Well, here's the thing. If you had to use less, you could just make a smaller portion. Yeah, that's true. Not make... So you could do, like, like if it wasn't a full tablespoon, just do equal parts of whatever you got. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. You just wouldn't have as much for well, well, each sitting. We'll have that's to play fine. with it and perfect it next week. Yes, maybe. we will. We definitely will. So excited. And I'm going to sit on what I have right now. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love it when I do that. I do. you got to slurp it. It's so it, not rude. Like, slurp. <laughs> like that. And I... I don't know why I expect, expect Ben to ever listen to this because <laughs> with his misophonia, yes, it's going to go poorly. Yeah, he's got that noise <laughs> issue, yeah. Yes. Sometimes I think I have that too, but then I'm like, I make a lot of really annoying noises, though, that I'm just totally used to, so I don't know if I have it or not. Well, I don't know if it has to do with your noises. It's I think it's everyone else's noises. Yeah, like chewing is a big one. When people yeah. are chewing. Yeah, yes. I, just, he, I think Ben would rather eat alone always if he possibly could. <laughs> he for sure doesn't want to eat in our family then. Oh my goodness. So or ours. I took, <laughs> or his very own. Or his um, own. <laughs> I took Allie out for her birthday with a new little friend. And we, Aww, we went and cool. ate at Stink and Shake, and I realized how sloppy my children are. I, eat, I mean, I realize that when I'm at home, but, like, in front of another right. child, like, this little girl was, like, so <laughs> grossed out. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. My children are so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew we knew Jude was a messy eater, but like it's funny because I, we just assumed like okay, the more will come along and they'll be even messier because they'll be younger. Mm. No, yeah. It's... I mean, to this day, you can see where Jude ate versus mm. the others, and it's it's hilarious to me because yeah. I'm like, he's the oldest, and yet yeah. <laughs> it used to be just Micah, and now oh, it's man. for sure Ellie too. Grandma's a pretty clean eater, but it's because he eats like a mouse. Like he eats. Yeah, he doesn't eat anything. Slower. So well, he eats like so slow, and he also takes like the tiniest bite. It's like, did you take a bite? I don't. 
did something go in your mouth right now? Usually takes them about like an hour to eat dinner. Oh my goodness, he's so slow. So I guess, you know, there's like give and take, right? Yeah, I guess so. But, that's uh, pretty funny. That's good. That's probably a that's probably a really good thing. I mean, pro- like for you can get in the habit of eating. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It's good to eat slow. It's just yeah. oh my goodness, wow. <laughs> Seven hour. years later, can I do the dishes yet? Yeah. Woo, buddy, you're gonna be sitting yeah. at the table alone. <laughs> yeah, because we've been done for a while. So. Uh, anywho, I don't know how we got on that, but I don't either. See what I mean, people? Yeah. Back it up, back it up. It's a problem. Coffee, you, me. Back Next it week. Up. Excited. Yes. Okay. So, what are you drinking? Are you drinking I something? I am. I am drinking just my cowboy coffee with coconut extract in it and nice. some latte um, protein shake. Yes. Nice. Um, nice. And I love it. And for some reason, I feel like. Like, this is my second cup today, and I feel like it's more, it's tastier. The second cup is tastier. I don't know if it's because it gets to sit well, for a little bit longer, or... Oh, like, you mean you, like, you make a batch, yeah. and you drink some, yeah. and then you you drink that same batch a little later. Yes. I don't know. Interesting. I don't, I don't know. How, what do you do with it after you're done? Do you pour, then pour I it put off? put it into... And put it in the fridge or something? Well, I put it into my French press. And, okay. you know, press all the grounds down. But then I just leave it out. I don't put it in the fridge. Interesting. Because I would think it would keep steeping. Yes, that's what you know I'm what I mean? wondering. But it's not too strong. But I do like strong coffee, so maybe someone else would think it's strong. You know? That's interesting. Because I would think it would start to get bitter. You know what well, I mean? Like, if you if you took it and poured it all into another container, then I would think, oh, maybe it would get tastier, just kind of, I don't know. Well, but with the French press, I mean, it, I don't know if it's still steeping in the French press, is it? I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Most of the grounds should be separated, yeah. but it seems like it could still seep a bit. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I do do not know, Laura. Interesting. I ne- I'm going to have to look at the science of this yes. now. Look it up online or yes, something. Yes, do it. Because most of me. them say, like, drink it as quickly as you can from the French press or pour it into uh, another huh. container so that it doesn't keep, like, yes. steeping, you know? Yes, I'm doing it all um, wrong. But I but enjoy maybe it, that's so. for Yeah, but maybe that's for people who don't like strong coffee. Yeah, yeah. So... Which is not Although me. if you don't like strong coffee, I, I would think you'd be doing drip. Exactly, yes. So, Yeah, you I don't wouldn't know. be doing cowboy <laughs> slash French press for sure. No, I don't, I don't think you would. Uh, <laughs> it's two different audiences, I don't, yeah, you know. Yeah, not going to happen. But, uh, well, anyway, yeah, but so you enjoy it, so I, who cares? Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. Yeah. I do enjoy uh, it. In fact, right. I saved a little for after the podcast as well. Well, I'm you like, got well, I just, I, I, mean, I know I'll just want a little something afterwards. Exactly. Know? A little afternoon something. That's right. Because the thing is, I mean, uh, my kids went back to school today. Yes. Oh, they were and... back yesterday? No, they actually had Monday off as well. Hmm. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know if that's a thing here in our, in our new county or if they, I don't know. Oh, huh, okay. I don't remember that from before, but they may have done it. Last year we were at home. So, so you have more than a week off for spring yeah break. so it's a it's a week it's like you know the weekend yep. then a week and then a, another day yeah do you get good friday so too 
You know, I haven't looked, but I would assume we'd get Good Friday. Okay. I can't imagine we wouldn't. Okay. Just curious because, you know, maybe they switched yeah. up days. Yeah, I need to look. I would be surprised Which is kind of late this year. I know. I'm sure they'll give us. I can't imagine they wouldn't. I think there'd be an outrage. You know, people oh, would be yeah. like, what? Yeah. 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 I would not be happy if we didn't get Good Friday. No, I'd be mad too. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, Gone with the Wind, you want to yeah. talk about the book? Yes, Laura, yes. I'm so excited. Now, this is my so first excited. time reading it, and this was your second, correct? I think it's only my second. Okay. I don't think I've read it more than once before. Would you read but it again? But it's been years and years and years. I did. Would you read yes. it again? Oh, would I read it yeah. again? Uh, yes. I mean, I wouldn't read it again anytime soon. Right. But I would have read it again down the line somewhere only because this thing, it's so unique to me in that it has so many universal themes and ideas, and yet it's aged so poorly. Oh my goodness, (laughs) And so it's just, I just find it so interesting that it's so extreme because on the one hand, Mm. there's just so many things that you can talk about that are just so like universal Mm -hmm. about human nature and Mm -hmm. so many things. And then on the other hand, you've got the whole race relations and all that and reconstruction and just, uh, (coughs) I mean, you almost cringe just reading. Oh my goodness. You know? And so, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I would read it again. Not anytime soon, yeah, but yeah. down the line I, somewhere just to see where I've changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, what will I think of it in, like, 10, 15 years? Um, yeah, exactly. So I had a really – this was, like, high highs and low lows for me. Like, there were times in this book that okay. I really enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting into this. I can I can keep going. And then there okay. were times where I was like, uh, like, like you said, I was literally cringing. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> like it just yeah. was painful to read some yeah. of that. Um, and, yeah, so because of that, I had a really hard time, like, thinking of, I still don't, I have a vague idea of what I'm going to rate it, but... I, I'm going to be honest with you, like, some of it depends on this conversation, because... Uh, for I, me, too, because I, I don't... Yeah, I, I don't know for sure what I'm going to rate it, either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, tricky. what were the parts that you <laughs> enjoyed about this book? Okay, what I like about Gone with the Wind is, for being such a... This is one of the things. Yeah. For being such a big book, uh-huh. it's very readable. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you almost have to take really big books in chunks and just try to sort of section it out and be like, you know what I mean? Almost like, Sorry, I like my kind of pace wrong. yourself. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm good, I'm good. Okay, continue. Okay. Um, no, but I was just saying, like, sometimes I almost feel like I have to sort of section a book out mm. and, like, pace myself a little bit. Yeah. But this book, I feel like it... it like, I wasn't having trouble just getting through the... Uh, it didn't feel like an onslaught of words. Mm. Where sometimes long books, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is long, mm-hmm. you know? Um, even if they're good. But for some reason, this one, it just felt very readable. Mm. Like, I wasn't struggling to read the book mm-hmm. even the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it kept, it kept my interest. Even the parts that were more sort of, like, 
supposedly historical. I don't know how historical, mm. but those were those were still interesting to me. Um, and also kind of seeing history through a very different perspective. That's interesting to me, even though I totally don't agree with a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, it, it was it's still very interesting to me yeah. to hear. Yeah. Um, sort of another view of um, the Civil War and Reconstruction mm. than what you get out of your history book. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's those were the things that I really liked about it. I also, I didn't always like the characters, but I liked the characters, mm. if that makes sense. Hmm. They're interesting characters. Yes. Like, even if you don't like them as a person, yeah. they're kind of fun to read. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, so, um, so those were, I think, my big things that I sort of enjoyed about it. What about you? Well, I would say I was surprised. I enjoyed, actually, the more, uh, reconstruction part of the story more than the Civil War part of the story, which kind of surprised me because I like, I enjoy Civil War, you know, I like... The history, I like, um, yeah, you know, reading about it. So that I just thought would be my favorite part. But I didn't, I didn't know much about the book other than the movie that I had seen. So I feel like the movie kind of focuses more on the Civil War part, and maybe I'm not remembering correctly because it has been a long time. But I feel like the book that part of it was much more interesting to me. Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. Yeah. So I, I really liked uh, that aspect of it. Um, I, I don't know about you, but like for me, I really, and I know you're not necessarily supposed to like Scarlet, but I really did not like her. Like, yeah. Really, really did not like her. Kind of yeah, wanted everything to, like, go wrong for her. And when it did, I was like, I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I just, just wanted her to be a different person. I just wanted her to be a different person. Uh, I'm like, I still I enjoyed mean, reading about her, the story but I just wanted her to be different. The story without her. Right, right? exactly. And that, I think that's what you mean by, like, it was still interesting to read the characters because they're, you know, they're interesting characters. Uh. But I just, I really, yeah, I just really didn't like her. And I felt yeah. like. She's she, not likable. No. She's kind of this person that it's like when you get in her realm, you get in her tornado. <laughs> like. Yes. Of destruction yes, drama. and drama. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. like nobody can escape the scarlet, you know. Curse. Yes. <laughs> whirlwind yes (laughs) yes and she's always feeling sorry for herself and she's like i don't know i just she did she was able to like pull herself up and get things done but at the same time she always had a crappy attitude about it and was like yes making everybody around her miserable i don't know yeah yeah and i couldn't quite figure out what Margaret Mitchell was going for as far as her intellect, because at times it talked about that she was a very smart woman. And then at other times it talked about how she didn't, she wouldn't, she just wouldn't think about anything she didn't want to think about. Mm, like or, the whole tomorrow like she attitude thing. 
Yeah, but also even just, like, anytime Rhett would tell her anything that was real, Mm. she would be like, it was almost like it was on the verge of making sense, and then she'd just brush it away. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I I was like, is she supposed to be smart or is she supposed to be stupid? Because... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know? I think... Because sometimes she acted kind of smart, but sometimes she acted kind of stupid. I think she was smart. I think she refused to see anything that she didn't want to see in the light that she wanted to see it in. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And that's what I kind of took away from it. Um, Like, if she'd use her brain, she would actually be a really yes. smart person, maybe. Yes. And I think she used what she knew would work, too. A lot of people thought she was just this, you know, girl who was going to flirt with everybody and get what she wants. So why not use that to her advantage is what I got from it. Yeah. I think you're probably right. She just wanted what she wanted uh and she knew what she knew what she had to do to get it. Well, I also think that's why it didn't work with Rhett because he saw through that BS and he wasn't, he was going to call her on it. And I, right. I have to say, like, for the most part, I really loved Rhett. Like, I, yeah. I loved him. I just thought he called her out, which I loved. He, yep. you know, was not going to, like, bow to the social norms, you know. Um, yeah. He just was a kind of a fun character to read about. Now, obviously, I didn't, like, agree with everything that he did and said, but right. I just thought that he was, he brought a different, um, like, she almost dreaded but but loved seeing him at the same time, which yes. I thought was yeah. interesting. Um, I think she... I think she didn't know how to categorize him. Yes. And that was a little bit scary to her. Yes. But she knew that something in her responded to that uh-huh. because he was saying all the things that she was sort of secretly thinking and not even allowing herself to, to realize she was uh-huh. thinking. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that through the whole thing, he really did not say that he loved her or would acknowledge that. And I know. I do think he loved her. I think he, I think he loved her all along, but he didn't want to say it because he knew how she would respond to that. And she would use that to her own advantage. Yes. Yes. Yep. And it would just be another tool in her arsenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, instead of being, allowing someone to just love her for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Because everyone else in her life, it seemed like love her for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily for who she actually was. Right. Like, I think Melly loved her because she thought that she was this wonderful person. Yeah. She honestly thought that she was this wonderful person. And I think her dad loved her because she reminded her of himself. Mm-hmm. And any time the, in the parent relationship, yes, you love your kids, but it's hard to get around that they're your kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think with her parents, it was sort of this, that, that normal, like, oh, this is my child, you know, yeah. like in our hopes and dreams on her and that kind of thing. So I think a lot of the people around her really loved her for all all different reasons mm-hmm. and none of them were really just for who she was yeah. and Rhett actually liked who she was yeah. even though she was a terrible person yes but he kind you know? of was too so he didn't care about yes. any of that you yes know? 
I one other thing I really liked about this book is the detail into her relationships, like her relationship with her dad and the whole family history there, and then her her respect yes. and love for her mom. Um, yeah, was, you do not get that in the movie. No, for no, sure. no. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I really liked that, and uh, I didn't. I don't know if they mentioned it in the movie or not, but like the whole how her dad came from Ireland, right? And was like an yes. immigrant and, um, you know, he built up his own little empire and stuff. Like, yep. um, that was interesting to me. That was fun to, yeah. to read. So, yeah. Yeah, you get some of the background that you don't get from the movie. Yeah. Although, what is in the movie, from what I remember, and I haven't watched it mm-hmm. since I've read this the, again, um, but what is in the movie, a lot of it seemed like it was verbatim from the book. Yes. So if there was, like, you know, encounters that happened, yes. seemed really true mm-hmm. to the book. Mm-hmm. Which, but there wasn't, of course, time to do the entire, all exactly. the background stuff. Like, okay, um, she got married, like, what was it, three times or three she got, um, she got I can't married even remember to... a zillion times. Yes. She first got married to okay. the um guy who Charles died in the war. Hamilton, Melly's brother. Yes. And then she and... got married to some old dude, right? Uh, but did she get married to Frank next? Uh, her sister's Sue Ellen's Oh yes, yes. Boyfriend? Yes. So it was so Charles and then Frank Kennedy. Yep. Her sister's boyfriend. How do you boyfriend. remember these names? I don't know. Um, but I I don't know, but but because they stand out to me because they're such characters. Yeah. Um, Frank. Wow. Yeah. He was yeah. in love with Scarlett's sister, and then she like wooed yeah. him because he had like hardly any money, but enough for her to like swindle yes. him. I guess. Yes. And she totally much. just got married to him, had a kid with him. like she had kids like left and right. I was like Yeah, and they added some ser- edited some serious children out of that oh movie. Oh my goodness. I don't remember any children in no, the movie. Well, I remember I, think I remember I do remember the little girl that was on the horse that remember that part. Yes, obviously yeah. I remember that cuz that comes into it, but and yeah. Me- I remember Melly had a son cuz she almost dies having her her yes. kid during the war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't I'm like where were all these kids when they were just, like all this stuff? They like, just thought it was. She like, had a bunch of kids in the book. If they go into one kid, then they feel like they would have to go into another yeah. kid. You know, so they probably just left them all out. I just I thought reason. it was hilarious how many kids they subtracted. Oh my anyway. goodness! Yes, and um, marriages. My yes. goodness! But you know what? I thought it was interesting too. Deleting the children, especially, mm. it didn't do that much to the story because if you look at her life. Mm-hmm. Her life didn't really change that much every time she had a kid. Yeah. It was just another person that she could make Mammy look after. So Like, weird. she didn't really... Like, it's not like her life actually changed that much when she had a baby. But she... So, yeah. it sort of makes sense that they just took him out of the out of the movie. She also... But I you think... You know? Well, I, I do agree with that to an extent, but I feel like it does show more of her character and who she is because she treated them horribly. Like her son, what mm-hmm. was his name? It started with a W. Was it Walter or something? I don't know. Um, uh, I don't remember. The one she had with Charles. Yes. I can't remember. I want to say maybe William, but William, I can't remember. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but she, like Millie practically raised him more than Scarlett. Scarlett yeah. never saw him and when she did she was always 
like getting after him or yelling at him or like he he was afraid yeah. one time and came up and like tugged at her skirts and she yelled at him like she never had a yeah. good interaction with him she, I know um I don't know I know it was really sad reading her with her yeah. kids <laughs> It yeah, really was. how she treated her children. Like, oh, my word. Except for, well, yeah, all of them. She didn't treat any of them well. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I looked up a few little things yeah. um, just for fun. And, okay, so Margaret Mitchell mm-hmm. was born in 1900 mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, the book, it it sounds like it was sort of based a little bit on her as a character because Mm. she was very much like the town, like coquette, like she had all these men that Mm. were just in love with her. Mm. Um, you know, everybody wanted to marry Scarlett or, you know, Margaret. Mm. Um, so it sounds like she almost modeled this character after herself, Okay, but, um, just a few fun Yes, just a few fun little facts that I found. Um, when she was three years old, yeah. her skirt caught on fire on an iron grate. Mm. So I guess her mom was really scared of that happening again, so she started dressing her in pants. Mm. And then she she started calling her Jimmy after this comic strip character, oh. Little Jimmy. Okay. And so Mitchell said that she was, she basically said that she was a boy named Jimmy till she was 14 years old. Oh, my goodness. Huh. <laughs> Wow. So she was like a total tomboy. Yeah. Um, she started writing really early. She even made her own little books and like put covers on them and stuff. Aww. And she created her own publishing company when she was 11 mm. that she called Urchin, Urchin Publishing Company. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't a real right. one. Right. That's know. so cute. Um, she wrote a story in like when she was an adolescent. It was a novel, but we don't have the manuscript. It was supposed to be about um, girls in a boarding school. Hmm. So my guess is she was probably in boarding school yeah. at the time, you know, um, but we don't have it. We know that she kind of like destroyed some of her manuscripts and stuff. So she may have gotten rid of it or it hmm. may have just been lost. We don't know. Anyway. Um, oh, she when she was a student, mm-hmm. um, she wanted to possibly go into psychiatry. Hmm. But then her mom died in the 1918 flu pandemic. Oh. So she left college. She was in Smith College. She left and she went home to take care of her dad and her brother. Wow. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, so <laughs> um, she basically, okay, so I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. She married a guy named John Marsh. Okay. But he was not her first husband. Her first husband was a guy, she got married in 1922 when she was 22, and his name was Barion Kennard Upshaw. What a name. And he, I know, right? (laughs) And he was a doozy of a guy. Okay, so he was born in Raleigh, North Carolina, Uh and he was just kind of like a scoundrel. Like, he was a big jock, and he loved sports and stuff, but he was really kind of almost a bit bullyish and that kind of Mm. thing. So he didn't do great. His parents thought he needed some structure, so they sent him to military school. He went to the Naval Academy. Mm. Um, But he got kicked out of there. (laughs) And (laughs) he um, started bootlegging rum and whiskey. Mm. This is because of his 
prohibition yep. at this time. Mm-hmm. And um, he was just kind of like always like dating married women and mm. having getting into skirmishes with husbands and just all this stuff, like not a good dude. Mm. And this was Margaret Mitchell's first husband. Okay. She married him. And two months later, after basically like a bunch of abuse and not good times, he ran out. He ran out on her. He Mm. left. And I guess she had the wedding or she had the marriage annulled a couple years later. Okay. And that's when she married, I want to say in 1925 or somewhere around there. Oh, not She married her second husband. So, like three years later, she marries her second husband. John Marsh. Okay. And John Marsh is the one who um, encouraged her, like, you you need to write. He huh. bought her a typewriter and said, hey, you need to, you know, I know you've got stuff you're working on. You really should write a novel. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, and he edited everything she wrote. He, like, he was her champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she wrote this book and she called the main guy character Rhett. Mm-hmm. Because her first, hu- she modeled him after who her first husband, hmm. who she thought he was. Mm-hmm. Not who he was, but who she thought he was right. when she was getting married. And she called him Rhett because Barry and went by the nickname of Red. Mm. I don't know why. Hmm. He was called Red. Um, so she made Rhett from that. Hmm. And yeah, and she kind of modeled Scarlett after herself, it sounds like. Okay. So. Okay. Um, strange that like puts an interesting twist on it just because um like how did she see herself as scarlet and what did she like the whole relationship with her and Rhett I always was kind of rooting for them but I can see Mm -hmm. where they would not get together obviously now like if if in her mind that was her and her first husband, especially the ending where he, you know, walks out on her. So that's... But I do I do think she kind of wrote him how she had envisioned yes. her first husband because yeah. he was such a man's man. Well, he was sleeping around with people and, and didn't have morals, really. And apparently he was quite the charmer. Mm-hmm. Like, if you met him, you liked mm-hmm. him because he was actually, like, a really charming guy. Right. But he was also, he had, he also had no morals. Like, yeah. he just, you know. Okay, so um, the, the rat so, thing makes sense to me. The scarlet thing does not. Like. I know. Why would you write yourself as that? Because to me, it's like, I feel like she's written a really unlikable character, but maybe she thought her, this character was likable. How Maybe could, she how, thought this was a, a fun character. Nobody likable. Nobody, right? I mean. I wouldn't think, but then again. Is she writing how she thinks people perceive her? Is she I don't know. how she perceives herself? Is she writing how she really feels inside? And again, it's probably not a one for one. It's probably not like she was like, yeah, this is exactly me. Yeah, but about Scarlet was annoying. So... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So where do you see yourself, you know? Get this, she and Red died the same year. They both died in 1949. She was walking across the street with her husband to go to a movie and got hit by a cab. Her, uh, 
Red, the her her yeah. first husband, yeah. he died that same year. Uh-huh. But he jumped he jumped from a Salvation Army building. Because oh. he was just wow. Like, he was just a scoundrel, and I guess he played out everything he felt he could do. Like, he was just at the end of his rope, and he just huh. killed himself. Wow. I'm like, oh my gosh, yikes. So, a fitting how, end for a scoundrel. Yeah. How old was she when she died? Do you know? Um, Let's see. She was Well, she was born in 1900, so she would have been 49. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So, like, just, just post, post-war post by a few years, yeah, you know? so sad. So, yeah. Huh. Crazy. Yes. yes Very interesting. I'm glad you looked that stuff up. Yeah, because I was like, you know, I need to know more. Mm-hmm. I need to know what, what was behind. What I started looking up, though, was stuff about, um, honestly, I wanted to know about, specifically about the KKK. Yes. And why, yes. why they were founded, because she she writes it as though they reluctantly formed a uh-huh. group because they were being completely boxed out of voting. Uh-huh. Yes. This That's was, how she writes this it. This was something that I wrote in my notes that I wanted to look up, and I never looked it up. But I was, as I was looking at them today, I was like, darn, I didn't look that up. The whole... Um, well, to be honest... And I suspected this would be the case. I'm having a hard time finding the truth Mm. because I don't, I mean, even if, I don't know, I have a hard time buying her version of Mm -hmm. it, but at the same time, I mean, did they, were they just, was it just a bunch of people totally filled with hate who wanted to just oppress and be evil? Mm. I really don't understand. I really do want to know where it came from. And I'm not, I'm trying to come at it with an open mind of like, it genuinely in history right, what happened right. obviously it turned into a really evil evil thing yes. obviously yeah. mm-hmm. but were the origins the way that she wrote yeah. them i think her... it, if they are it doesn't change anything it's still right. a totally evil but i group, do think that her views but... in general were very slanted um oh yeah like for sure even how she wrote about um like after the war like Mm-hmm. How how people were treating the slaves and like the whole voting thing, that was what mm-hmm. I was curious about. Um, yeah, like is any of that really true? I don't I don't know. And and again, I, I'm I'm struggling to find. And I haven't done a ton. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I haven't done a ton of research. I'd have to do a lot more to to even scratch the surface. But. It, it's hard to it's hard to find stuff yeah. on like did they all of a sudden our... not have voting rights really um see i don't know that's what i that's what i'm trying yeah, to figure yeah. out like she writes the reconstruction so differently from what i read in history books yeah. which like but again history is written by the vic- yes. the victors yes which was the north uh-huh and so, of course, the North is going to like, write, well, we were trying to make it so black people could vote, and that's all uh-huh. we were doing. And, of course, the South is going to write, um, it was just complete revenge on the Southerners. Yeah. They were just looking for revenge. Right. You know, um, they just wanted to do everything they could to us to punish us for starting this war, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Um, so I think the truth if I had to guess, mm. is probably somewhere in the middle. In I don't know how yes. far to one one side or the other. I'm, but there's always two sides to every story. Yeah. I I don't I don't I'm not completely just blatantly buying her version. Right. This is fiction. Right. 
but I'm not totally, you know, writing off the fact that there probably were some grievances based on the fact that they just fought a long, bloody war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, but it's hard to find the truth looking back, yeah. you know, because yeah. um, there's so there's so much to weed through yes. and so much bias to try mm-hmm. to see through and so much, you know, yes. I never read an account from um, a, a born southerner um, when yeah. it comes to like how they felt and how they acted post-war. So yeah. to me, I was taken aback, like, whoa, did this really happen? Or uh, like, I, right. I, I find it hard to believe that that is, you know, and I don't think it is the whole yeah. story, but no, I don't either, but it's just, it was very not enlightening, but it was just, um, interesting. Yeah. It was sure. a whole new perspective yeah. for me yeah. to look at. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, I would have to do a ton more mm-hmm. research to even scratch the surface. Yeah, and where do you go, um, too? Because everything that you read yeah, is going to be biased, you know? And if you read something that's from somebody on the outside, yeah, then they're on the outside, so they didn't see right. it, you know? Like, right. it's not like you can be like, hey, did any British person write about, right. you know, like, uh, well, they're British. They weren't here, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> unless they were and they somehow managed to be unbiased. I, I don't know how you'd do that. Right. If you were living in the North, you'd have a Northern aspect. And if exactly. you were living in the South, you, you know, like, yeah. so, I mean, even Gerald, he's written as this character, you know, Irish character, yeah. but he lives in the South yeah. and he's built his life on slavery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, yeah. but Yeah. What did, I don't know. Very interesting. What did you think of, like, whenever there were slaves that were introduced or that were speaking? Um, oh, my gosh. I mean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pretty much. So, first of all, I just have never cared for any kind of writing that tries to mimic a dialectal or or not a dialect but like a I I know you know what I'm talking about I just don't care for that I get that you're trying to add like like Mm ambiance to the novel and that you're trying to add like like you don't need to try and do it for me you know that's kind of how I look at it and I'm like it's almost a little bit I mean, obviously it's demeaning to the character, but it's almost a little demeaning to the reader. Like, I just, I don't, I don't like that. So that is really hard for me to get past. Mm -hmm. This book actually did it better than I normally see it, because usually it's so much so that I can't even read Mm -hmm. it. Um, But this, this book did it in a way that at least I could, could actually read. Sometimes I literally can't tell what they're trying to say. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what word that's supposed to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, so I could at least read the words and go, oh, she's saying this. Yeah. But OK, so first of all, you've got that yep. for me. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, I just find it hard to believe that all of these black people in the character's life were so loyal mm. and so... I don't know. For the re- uh, 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 this uh, is the thing. I think that she had reasons in her mind why she thought that they were loyal. But in reality, I think they could have been loyal for a whole nother reason. 
Yes. Which is... I would say there's the possibility that they really were this loyal, but it had, I think it probably had more to do with who they saw themselves as, mm. because they would talk a lot, like, for instance, um, Peter would talk about, um, that was Aunt Pity Pat's mm-hmm. slave. He would talk about how, or maybe it was Mammy. I think they both did. They would talk about, like, the, the poor, you know, poor trash black people and then they'd also talk about the poor white trash and they would distinguish but they saw themselves as being better than both of those Uh and so it was like and it was always that that sort of hierarchy Uh thing which makes sense because really in the south you really did have almost a british style yeah hierarchical caste society Uh You know, there were the, you know, you know, quote unquote, trashy black people Mm -hmm. who didn't even, you know, were either didn't, you know, were free or, you know, really, I mean, they saw themselves as better than the free slaves, you know, and and then there were like the field hands and then there were like the house servants. Yeah. And then there was the like the poor trash. But I think the house servants saw themselves as higher than the poor trash. Like yeah. the, the white trash yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there, you know, like, so there was all these different, like, levels, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's so interesting to me because I think we still do that. We just don't see it as clearly. Hmm. I think there's ways that we still find to sort of separate ourselves yes. out on and find ways to look down on other groups of people. Yeah. It's just not as obvious, maybe. I... But do you think yeah. it's as acceptable? I don't know. Like, I think no. If, you got to pretend it's right, not there because if you come you got to pretend it's not it, there. Like they said it, people right. would be appalled. So okay, let me just I I marked this spot in the book, and it's I'm sorry, it's a little long, but you almost kind of have to hear the whole thing. Okay. So this is a part of the story where um, it's during Reconstruction. Scarlet is living in Atlanta mm-hmm. with Aunt Pity Pat. And so she's out for some kind of a ride going somewhere mm-hmm. with Peter. And he's the um, Aunt Pity's yes. like house slave yes. who's like kind of the high, you know, of, of the highest hierarchy of slaves in her household. So they've just gotten through talking with some black people mm-hmm. or I'm sorry with some white some white ladies and they're Yankees okay. oh, and yes. um, yeah. these Yankee women are they kind of talk down to P- about Peter mm-hmm. and basic well not specifically about Peter about black people in general yeah. like these Yankee women are very prejudiced they don't really even know any black people mm-hmm. um, but they're scared of them yes. and they don't trust them and, um, you know, Scarlett's like, well, why don't you just hire, you know, they're like, well, we can't find anybody to watch our children, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, just hire a free black woman or something, mm-hmm. you know, like find a, find a, a free black woman or something like that. And they're like, oh, are you kidding me? We wouldn't trust right. them. Okay. Right. And so Scarlett thought what damnably queer people Yankees are. Those women seem to think that because Uncle Peter was black, he had no ears to hear with and no feelings as tender as their own to be hurt. They did not know that Negroes had to be handled gently, as though they were children, directed, praised, petted, scolded. 
They didn't understand Negroes or the relations between the Negroes and their former masters. Yet they had fought a war to free them. And having freed them, they didn't want to have anything to do with them, except to use them to terrorize Southerners. They didn't like them, didn't trust them, didn't understand them. And yet their constant cry was that Southerners didn't know how to get along with them. Not trust a darkie. Scarlet trusted them far more than most white people, certainly more than she trusted any Yankee. There were qualities of loyalty and tirelessness and love in them that no strain could break, no money could buy. She thought of the faithful few who remained at Terra, in the face of the Yankee invasion, when they could have fled or joined the troops for lives of leisure, but they had stayed. She thought of Dilsey toiling in the cotton fields beside her, of Pork, risking his life in the neighboring hen houses that the family might eat, of Mammy coming to Atlanta with her to keep her from doing wrong. She thought of the servants of her neighbors who stood loyally beside her, their white owners, protecting their mistresses while the men were at the front, refugeeing with them through the terrors of the war, nursing the wounded, burying the dead, comforting the bereaved, working, begging, stealing to keep food on the tables. And even now, with the Freedmen's Bureau promising all manner of wonders, they still stuck with their white folks and worked much harder than they ever worked in slave times. But the Yankees didn't understand these things and would never understand them. That's... And so, yeah. And so she goes on to tell Uncle Peter, she's like, but they're the ones who set you free or whatever. And he's like, nah, I didn't get set free. Mm. I still belong to Miss Pittypat, and I'm going to be buried in the family burying grounds when I die. Mm. So, so there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot a there to... Complicated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, the beginning of that monologue is very... Well, on one hand, she says, you know, what's the, um, where she starts that whole, she says something about, um. Oh, that they don't have any, that black, she says these white women talk as if he's like not even there. Like yes, he doesn't have feelings. which is like, oh, she gets it. And then in the next yes. breath, she's talking about, you have to treat them like children. You have to treat them. Right. So, so simple because they don't understand yes. and you have to take care of their you know feeling yeah you know pet them and cajole them so and it's like oh, basically she, manipulate she you know like they're real people and then she's like it's like oh no and then she just goes <laughs> but totally ruins but it the she next second goes and then to the whole <laughs> dynamic you know which parts of that are are true and um yeah it's just it's a lot to unpack like there's a lot in i know that. it just goes back and forth and i think that that's kind of the brilliance of yes. it is that that's the tr that's kind of how most of us are in most things yeah. mm -hmm. you know in the same breath and we can we can get something so right yes. and turn around and get it so wrong yes. mm -hmm. um I, I know this doesn't have anything to do with anything but it reminds me of peter mm. <laughs> being like you're the son of god and then yeah. jesus being like get behind yeah. me satan i am going to the cross mm. you know anyway um has nothing to do with that but just how we can yeah. have our views yeah. so right on some things and just so wrong on others, mm -hmm. even as it relates to the exact same issue. Mm. Yeah. And it, it just, it really made me think like, oh my gosh, it's so blatant mm. in 2022 mm -hmm. yeah. to see the right versus the wrong yeah. in this monologue in her head. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, but she thought she was dead bang on. Mm -hmm. Of course she did. It's you know, interesting and... that she says, you know, the 
Yankees never understood and they never will. And that makes me think that, I mean, I think that could be true to an extent. And then I also think, but wait, now it's true of everybody. Like, I don't know if anybody would understand in our day and age exactly uh, the type of relationship that they have. Because even uh, Peter at the time, um, like, kind of got after her for... Didn't, like, in the next yeah. session, doesn't he, like, yeah. kind of get after Scarlet for not standing yeah, up for him or something? And it's like, would they really talk to them that way? I just, that, and then that makes you think, well, then maybe they did see them more as family then. But is any of that true? See, there's so many things, like, I don't know. going I back know. and forth, back and I forth know. in my mind. Um, because we just don't know. We don't know. I know. The true relationship that, you know, masters had with slaves and slaves had with masters. And, you know, that's going yep. back even way before, you know, this book was written. Like, what kind of relationship did... Oh, okay, the Bible does talk about, like, you know, um, how you're supposed to treat your masters and how you're supposed to treat your slaves. And so it's like... That dynamic is just so intriguing to me because I just don't understand it. We don't have that kind of um, relationship with certain people now in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I got to imagine that, you know, even though... Like, let's say you're a slave for a family mm-hmm. at a on a big plantation. And I'm sure it's different based on what kind of plantation yes. and that See, kind of See, there's all sorts um, of, like, different dynamics. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and and at one point, some the Yankee women ask Scarlett about, um, you know, how many dogs did you keep? Mm. You know, and she's like, what are you talking about? You know, to chase the slaves and stuff. Mm. And she's so offended mm-hmm. by this. Like, she's just like... That is such a stereotype. We didn't have any dogs. Mm. We didn't chase our slaves. You know, like, we, mm. <laughs> our slaves were, uh, I think she thought she would have said, because our slaves were happy, yeah. they wouldn't dream of leaving. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> which is just such crap. Yeah, you know, but anyway. Hello, um, <laughs> we see how you treat your slaves, how you even just talk I mean, to them. Like, and of even course if you they're didn't, not going like, to be happy. But at the same time, if you're a slave... I think of it this way. You still have to build a life yes. somehow. Yeah. So I feel like you would almost sort of have to buy into mm. the fact that you are owned by another human and make of it what you could. Yes. Um, and I got to imagine some of them just had to turn their back on the idea of freedom or they couldn't function, couldn't live. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just it's so hard to understand that mindset. Mm-hmm of what that must have been like and how some of them might have felt like they really were part of the family or, or, or at least convinced themselves of that. I don't right. know. I mean, it's, it's so, the whole thing is just so tragic, yeah. but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's yeah. And have you ever read any um, slave narratives or anything? Um, I mean, I'm sure I have, I can't think of any off the top of my okay. head that I have read, you know, yeah, but um, it's been a long time, and I need to revisit some of that. So yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's just so much there, yeah. and I don't know. 
anyway. And it's, it's hard <laughs> now to give a definite um, view on it because right. you don't want to lean to the left or the right too much. You don't understand every single aspect of yep. it. You don't. You weren't there yep. to see and hear and understand. And so, you know, to have a solid um, um, opinion on it is kind of foolish, you know, like. Yeah, it's a, it's presumptuous. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's just one of those things where we will never know truly everything that happened and the dynamics of everything. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where if I didn't know God the judge, Mm -hmm. it would be so overwhelming. Yeah. And and you have to be able to say, Okay, I know he will judge rightly Mm -hmm. you know, and and for everything that has happened. Mm -hmm. Um because you, you have to leave it there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he judges rightly. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Yeah. And so. thank goodness I don't have to. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so was there anything else you wanted to hit on? Um, I don't think so. Oh, I was going to ask you just in the scarlet, you know, tornado. <laughs> who did you feel yes. the worst for? What character? <laughs> um, honestly, I think I felt the worst for Ashley. Mm, really? Because um, he... Was he based off of anybody? He, Do you know? What's was that? He, was his character based off of anyone? Oh, um, not that I'm aware okay. of. I haven't seen okay. anything like that. And he may have been, but I just didn't see okay. anything. Um, I didn't do a ton. Yeah. I just looked a little so bit. So why, um, but anyway, why did you feel bad for him? The reason I feel bad for Ashley is because he was raised to be master of, a, of, of this whole domain mm. that was basically like his little kingdom. Mm-hmm. And the entire system was so wrong yeah. and perverse. But that was what he was raised for. It was like he was, um, you know, the prince waiting for the throne to become his, Hmm. of this little domain, this little kingdom of his plantation. Hmm. Um, And his whole life was geared towards that. And then, you know, of course, the Civil War comes along and and takes all that away. But that's not sad to me. That's just what needed to happen. Mm -hmm. But it's just that he just wasn't built for anything else, and he knew it. He knew, like, I'm not a survivor. Yeah. This is not going to go well for yeah. me, you know? Um, <laughs> and I totally survivor. get that, because that's totally me. That's like, hilarious. I would have been Ashley going, like, this is not going to end yeah. well for me. Like, I'm not a survivor. With, with Scarlet, you still feel like he was... Not, not as... No, I don't feel bad for him there. Okay. Because he should not... I don't think he let her on, 
But he could have put an end to that oh, a sure. long time yeah. ago. If he knew that his decision was, I'm going to marry Melly regardless, uh-huh. then you could have put a definite end to that and said, look, we're never going to be together. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And not done it like, oh, Scarlett, how I wish that I we know. could be together, but we can't be together. No, 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 no. You put your foot Please, down. You say what's up. Yeah. You say, I'm marrying Melanie. There will never be anything between but us. But even after Move he married on. her, he still was, like, tiptoeing around her. I know. Like, I, yeah, I just, I had no respect for him, to be honest with you. I just thought he That's was, fair. I thought he was That's such fair. a pansy. Like, dude, put some big boy pants on and be a husband to your yeah. amazingly wonderful wife. Like, yeah, seriously. Oh, I feel you. As in regards to Scarlet, yeah, totally. In regards to the world in general, yeah, I just felt like, mm-hmm. dude, you have been offered everything on a silver platter only to have it snatched away, and now you have no place. Yeah. There's just no place yeah. for you. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. we didn't um, even talk about and, Melly. Oh, I, you know, she. I don't always know what to think of I know. because she's so, I think she's almost too good. Like, are you, are you for real? Think, like, do you honestly believe Scarlett's a good no, person? No, I don't think she did. I think she knew exactly who Scarlett was and she still chose to love her. I think she, I don't think she was stupid. I think she knew what was going on and I think she continued to give Scarlett chances because she loved Ashley. That's how I uh, hmm. read it. I have no idea, but I would like to think that she wasn't that stupid. Because even at the end, when she's dying, or not at the end, but whenever she's dying, she tells Scarlet, like, she hints at the fact that she knew all along how Scarlet felt and how Ashley felt. So that just makes yeah. me think, you know. But I think she saw it as, like, that was like Ashley's weakness, but really he knew that he belonged with me. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I feel for her, but also I'm just like, are you really, the, is anyone really this I know. Yeah, kind and giving hard, and sacrificing? And hard to understand, but. I, I mean, I wish I was like that. I wish I was that kind and understanding and forgiving and gracious. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know anyone who is. Yeah. Other than God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe that maybe there's people. Like, <laughs> there's people like that. I don't know. Maybe. But... <laughs> there's someone out there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So many other yeah. characters we could talk about, but. I know. I could go on and on. I could go on and on. But I do know um, we probably should wrap it up. <laughs> but. Yes, I will. I will not go on and on. Don't worry. <laughs> But, yeah, interesting book overall. Yeah, All right, sure. so when it comes to rating the book, would you like to tell your rating? Do you have it yet? Sure. <laughs> um, I, I really do. I've really been debating between a Javalia mm-hmm. and a 8 o'clock, is it? Yeah. Javalia and an 8 yeah. o'clock. Um, if I were to give it the 
Javali, or I'm sorry, eight o'clock is our three. Yes. Javali is our four. Yeah. So I actually, sorry, I kind of, that was probably kind of confusing. But anyway. All right. Between um, a three and a four. If I were to, yes, if I were to give it the three or the, or the eight o'clock, mm-hmm. it would be because it was actually less well written than I remembered mm-hmm. as far as like, um, as far as like, even like grammatically and that kind of thing. I just, I kind of kept noticing, and I don't know if they were typos or, mm. or what, but like I noticed some stuff this, this read where I was like, okay, that's not the word she meant to use, yeah. but I know what she okay. meant, but that kind of stuff. Um, and if I was to give it a four, it'd be more for the characters and the ambiance. Okay. So I guess I have to give it a, a three and a half. Okay. I'll give it a, I'll give it a, uh, a Ada and Thalia. <laughs> Eight of all y'all. Of all y'all. Okay. Okay. I I respect that. So. I respect that. Um, So, yeah. I personally, I think I would give it a Javalia, a four. Okay. Um, Which is what I was leaning towards at the beginning of this conversation. I... Uh, I cannot give it a Pete's because I was really put off by like some of the language and stuff and um, just, yeah. What do you mean by the language? Well, like, you know, the N word and stuff. It's like, you know, I don't want to read that. Yeah. Or or, like, I don't know. I just... Some of that stuff was just hard for me to read. Um, yeah. And I would say an 8 o'clock is more like, it's respectable, but it's like, it held my attention, but just barely. And I feel like this one, okay, uh, Gone with the Wind, did definitely hold my attention. I didn't agree with all gotcha. of it, and okay. I didn't like reading all of it, but it definitely kept me reading. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I do feel like there are so many things that you could talk about with this book. And that is always fun for me. So that, you know, bumps it up a little bit. So. Yeah, for sure. I hear you. So, yeah. I think Javalia is what I am giving it. Yeah. So that's pretty close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three and a half and four. Yes. At the beginning of this conversation, did you have a different number in mind? I really didn't. I was waiting to talk it all through. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I really decided. Yeah, that's why I like so, you to go first. And, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I want to know to be the first what, one. I want. It's always hard. <laughs> I want to know what you. It's hard to be the first. And I usually, I usually have a number in mind. So yeah, but yeah, yes, I would recommend it, but yes, not I to would. everybody. It's, not to everybody. Yeah. For sure. It's not... For sure. It, it's not a good read for no. everyone. Because some people will really struggle. Yes. Would really struggle with mm-hmm. this. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, there so, you go. So, um, yeah. So, for next time... Yes. Um, next month, we will be doing, and I, I'm sure you've probably picked up on it by now, but we've been doing the last Tuesday of each month mm-hmm. for the, the day that they um, drop. But um, So for next month, we have decided to do The Mayor of Casterbridge mm-hmm. by Thomas Hardy, 
Um, I've never read it before. I haven't so either. I'm excited. However, my 13 year old son, who has been reading classics, recommended it. But oh, look at him! That's awesome. I will say though, I think we have different um, opinions for sure when it comes to classics because okay. I loved the Scarlet Letter, which it's been a long time since I've read that, and he hated it. Yeah. And then I just okay. finished the Pearl. And I loved it, and he hated it. So oh, I haven't read that in ages. I'd have to reread it. I don't remember. Oh, I really, really <laughs> liked it. So I, <clears throat> I don't know if I will like this one or not, but I do know that he liked it. So all right, we'll, see. well we will be giving it a try this month, yeah. and so then we will um, catch you guys all back here next month for the Mayor of Casterbridge by Thomas Hardy. Mm-hmm. And uh, between now and then, um, I hope you enjoy your reading and that all your books and coffee make a perfect blend.